his chops. All right, rolling yeah. on video. Rolling on audio. Rolling on audio. I'm going to start putting the stream up. And actually, yeah, um, E, could you move, like, scoot, like, four inches closer to Mike? You don't three have inches. to. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Thank you so much. I did put deodorant on today, so we should be good. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Today's Wednesday, well, right? Now, yes. now I wish I would have brought in my um, my wrestling cards that I just got from eBay to show everyone. Um, I got the fucking most hilarious Hulk Hogan rookie card sticker thing. <laughs> it is so fucking funny. Like, I wish I could write a joke as good as this fucking card. It's like an... Well, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> I wish I could write a joke as good as this card. I love it. We're going to have to do our shares here, too. Wish we could own a live stream. I was going to say, you were able to find our Facebook page and stuff then? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Sweet. Yeah. I'm just not on Facebook a ton, so that's not, that's not a you thing. No, it's yeah. just where we live. It's where our content lives, so it's just easiest for us to be on that platform. Right. I also realized that Facebook is an older people thing. It is, but at the same time, like, you're... Sports content does cater to an older audience. Yes. And I was trying to add. And you get more interaction. New 18 year old to our Facebook, like, like football page. Yeah. He's like, I don't have a Facebook, man. Yeah. I was like, "Uh, what? You're. There are 10 year olds out there right now that think TikTok or that think Instagram is old. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, what? It's insane. All right. Stream is made for. So we're going to go to, you know, so, and there's no video this week, right, Nick? I didn't miss anything? Nope. Okay, just making sure. Okay, we're good here. Just because it was, usually where our video would be is that freehand, that freehand yeah, segment yeah. that we're going to do. So it's like, okay. we'll just ask you for like some of your biggest or most disrespectful sports takes and we'll go from there. Mostly old baseball. Like there we go. And Gabe will be all over it. Yeah. Gabe will be all over that. Okay, beautiful. Are you on the, the, the yes? Oh, side? shit. We're not going live, are we? Or, I mean, to YouTube. Or... Not to YouTube, no. Yeah. Okay. Just because you don't have access yet, and that's my fault. Okay. No sweat. Okay. Let me get our music squared. Sweet. Thanks, Kip. Oh, yeah. Those are really, I don't know if you use those types of mics, but you can do that. You can also just be aware of having it right. in the air. Oh, yeah. Is he on, by the way, Mike? Kick right into things and Boom. Nice. Now, I can, now I'll be able to hear you. Sick. Love that. There we go. Ah, That's, there we are. Hello. Yeah, see? Hello. Hello to the folks. Hello. Let's say, are we up yet? Okay, guys. Let's do a quick sound check. And uh, But, yeah, we're all ready. So. Um, yeah, if you just tell me about your morning really quick. Nicholas. Uh, You know, got up this morning, did the, the normal Perfect. shit and shave, and then came here. All right, Mike. <laughs> Uh, woke up at 7.30, went to the dentist, two cavities filled. You didn't Fun. shit or shave? I did shit. <laughs> I did not shave. E. Uh, I took the biggest shit of my life this morning. My <laughs> fiance was very concerned. Nice. Um, you know, can you do it again? I got distracted by my bad color uh, colorization. It's all good. It's all good. You know, yeah. I just like I had some Taco Bell last night and just like so it was it was roaring this morning. It was, uh, we were not ready to go. So, yeah, it just happened. It's interesting Fight that we're it. living like the same life right now because I also had Taco Bell yesterday, yeah. and that was the reason. <laughs> oh, so we cl- we just cloned Mike's personality and put it in another body, and here we are. Got e. There we go. Bit, a little better, bit thicker, a little bit shorter. It's all good. A little more stout. We're good. A little bit funnier. I mean, depends on who you talk to. It's all good. <laughs> Every now and then, Mike wakes up and fucking hits a home run. I, so, we oh, love it. We love to see I it. I hit about one or two dad yep. jokes 
like a month. Okay. I've been putting them in a dad joke file, and we're going to play them on a highlight reel at that's, some point. That's amazing. We love to see it. Very nice and corny right. jokes. You say the stream is up on Facebook? Nope. Oh. nope. Going up right now. I was like, I can't find it. Yeah. Okay, so I actually let me put on music, and then we're going live. Right, we have intro and outro music like professionals Dude, on this show, look which at I you love. Go. Honestly, fuck. Okay, so stream is going up on the Glass Half Sports Facebook, and then also, if you know, if you want, once this is live, you can go on and share it as well. We kind of have like a little five-minute period here where we, or three minutes, where yep. we uh, sound test and all that shit. It uh, it helps that algorithm immensely. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Which I hate that that's like the world we live in. Like, hey, these rules that somebody else set, can we please follow those so more people can see the show? Literally all I do on TikTok, it's fine. Yeah, at, uh, at, at 10K, everybody comments nice. So we got to make it happen. Yes, sir. All right, guys, I'm going to test the sound and connect the chat, and then uh, I'll let you know when we're ready. everyone know we'll be uh, starting the show really shortly here we got a great show today special guest um and uh yeah we're, as always we want to hear from you guys so if you comment below the video on the glass half sports page uh we'll put your comments on screen and hopefully these guys will stop talking long enough to answer your question well, it's gonna be a t- three very vocal people yep. so uh, that'll yeah. be it'll be a tough task but we will definitely get to you here on the show if you put your comments down in the, uh the comment section below the video Gabe's back there on the ones and twos, so he's got you. What is this he's ones and twos gotcha. you're talking about? You've said that twice. What does that mean? I mean, it's just like being a producer or a DJ, right? You're back there. You're manning the ship back there, pushing buttons, right? Am I supposed to be back here playing music? Oh, I mean, we are listening to music, so I would assume that is part of what you're doing. Oh, yeah, this is me on a keyboard <laughs> <laughs> with a background singer. We love a good royalty-free break. Uh, That's beat. right. This is great. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we do pay for these. Oh, fair enough. Okay, slight royalty. Shout out, shout out to Ducktales who created this beat. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, and I think Fat Anchor does the the outro, which is I don't know why I still know that. Lease lease your beats if you're gonna if you're gonna pay for beats, make sure you lease them. Don't steal them. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's uh, copyright's a bitch. It is indeed for sure. So, Gabe, are you ready in the back? One more second, please. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mike looks like he's ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. You do strike me as a stat guy. You strike me as somebody who has, like, stats, like, on the like the most random things, like third quarter with five minutes left kind of, like, stat guy. Uh, I don't know if I'm super in-depth stat guy as much as I am the logical guy. Fair enough. We do love some good logic in yeah. here. Yes. I'm the... And one of us has to bring it. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm irrational, but I also am like the money guy. Like when contracts get signed, yeah. I am usually he'll, on he'll top know their of contracts, like what the contract well. is, how it's broken down, how it will affect the cap. Respect. 
Hey, everybody's got to have a lane to live in, and if that's the lane I got to live in, so be it. I love money, so. I used to be a scouting nerd. I would just like watch, like, and just be like, "This guy's gonna be like a machine," you know? Yeah. Three years from now, but. How, how, what's your hit rate? Are you are we like? Are we talking? Are you seventy percent hit rate? I was fifty percent hit rate. I was doing okay for a while. I would say majority. You know, it was mostly basketball. I was hitting with basketball for sure. But like, yeah, I mean, baseball. I whiff. I just like I thought Daz Cameron was gonna be nasty because I'm like, oh yeah, Mike Cameron's son. He's gonna be disgusting. He's hitting like one eighty right now. But. I thought Yaz was gonna be a dude too. I yeah. mean, he's good for the Giants, but he's not your shrimps. He's not. He's no, no Yastrzemski. No, we need to stop comparing to like the older generation. You know, or like their like dads or like grandfathers. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Golf's the only sport where that seems to be acceptable yeah exactly for sure all right you handsome devils we uh are there are other people in the studio yeah, as soon as you want it all right mike are you ready i'm ready e are you ready let's do it all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to glass half sports on this beautiful minnesota thursday here from the twin cities i am one half to your hosting duties nick huffman as always joined by my trusty co-host mike mensing and special guest this week E. White on the mic from iHeartRadio and KDWB. What's up, boys? What up, boys? How we feel? We feeling good? We feeling good today. Mike, how about you? I'm doing well. Excited to have E. White in the studio and excited for a great show. Absolutely, man. We got a big show for everybody this week. Thank you for joining us, as always. Um, I know Gabe said it before the show, but we'll reiterate. If you want to uh, follow along and have your comments seen during the show, feel free to head on over to Facebook at Glass Half Sports and head down to the comment section where you can put your comments in and they will get put up on screen for us to respond to. Mike, what are we talking about today? Yeah, big show as always, guys. Uh, we're going to talk twins. We have to do our weekly segment on the twins even when they aren't playing the best of baseball. Uh, NBA playoff check-in, so we're going to do a little bit of a finals rundown, maybe a finals prediction. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead of our hot corner segment this week, we're actually going to do basically a free-flowing segment for about 15 minutes where we... Three and Gabe in the back can just talk anything sports. Uh, Taking so off the seatbelt. Yeah, so if we have any crazy uh, takes that we want to be aired, we yeah, can do so. We'll and then uh, AFC North predictions as well. Yeah, and then, uh, Mike, what platforms can they find us on if they want to become a fan, a friend, or a follower of the show? Yeah, guys, as always, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube, Patreon. Uh, we do have a Twitch Hopefully be uploading to that soon as well. Uh, and then post-show, you can always find us on MCN6, which is cable in the Twin Cities. Um, we'll probably be on late night, which is 10 p.m. on Saturday. Who would have fucking guessed? There, yeah, let's just get that out of the way right now. Right. You're now safe. You're good. Around. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and by the way, folks, just two weeks away from our 52nd episode where we will be uh, taking questions in from our Patreon page. I will post a link down in the subscription. High dollar questions will get answered first. That's pretty much what we're going to do for the entirety of the show, just two weeks away from that. So make sure if that's something you want to be involved in. Any sports question from across time, me and Mike will be getting to that. I'm excited for that as we creep a little bit closer. And I may have a surprise guest for everybody come next week. So make sure you come on back and tune in. That's called a teaser. And we do those around here. But we can run right into uh, our talking twin segment. Uh, some subpar baseball to begin the week, boys. Well, how do we feel about uh, 500 baseball for a team that's been so hot for so long? Big yikes, honestly. Last night was tough to watch. I, I won't lie. I mean, it, first of all, Scooble is going to be a decent pitcher in yes. the league. Like, so, like, I mean, he had a hell of a game. Like, so give him his flowers and everything. But, yeah, just it, the, the team has been – when you're playing, like, this against the Tigers, you know, it's going to be, like it, – it's very much, like, kind of – how do I say this? It's 
kind of like the pumpkin is be or like the yeah. you know, carriage is becoming the pumpkin, right? You know, he's played a lot of great baseball, you know, start off the season, everything, but and now you're realizing, okay, there's some holes in the starting rotation, a lot of holes in the bullpen. So you know, the, the twins got some work to do. It's 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 tough. It's tough. Yeah, that uh, the bullpen right now has more leaks in it than an old colostomy bag for the real. twins. It's been real. real bad. Real, real bad. Yeah, what's really concerning is zero runs in the last two games. Yeah, very concerning. Right. So absolutely bit. no offense to pair with a poor bullpen and a starting rotation that we knew going into the season was not great. And and now that Buxton's power has taken a step backwards, right? I mean, the when he's hitting home runs, mm-hmm. you can deal with him hitting 250. When his home runs are no longer a part of his offense right. and he's hitting 220, you're like, ooh. I don't know if this is the guy I want at the top of my lineup anymore. We, we love April Byron Buxton. We oh, like oh uh, my god, just, yeah. The past two seasons like been absolutely incredible in the start of the year. But I mean, outside of that, what do we get? You know, you get a cute little MLB the Show card, and then you get like nothing else. It's yeah. just it's pretty rough. It's almost like we should have rethought that contract before we gave it to hmm. him. And before it's the show, it's like I brought this up in December, and you just laughed me off. Okay, you well, can't not sign him. Mike also wanted us to just give away Jose Barrios last year. I didn't want it. Uh, that's not what I said. All right. So, yeah. So, reviewing the week that was uh, basically splitting our games with the Royals and Tigers, the garbage of the AL Central. Um, and now it looks tougher as well moving forward. Oh, yeah. You're going to get into some tough series right away moving into the next month. And But we've seen now. This is what the Twins will slip to. This is their floor, right? We've seen the ceiling. Mm-hmm. We've seen the I'm going to score 10 runs. Joe Ryan's going to throw a, you know, a virtual shutout. Duran's going to come in and close down every close game. We've seen what they're capable of, and now we've seen what they can turn into if we're not paying super close attention to what it's going to look like. You know what I mean? It's it's tough, but we do got some tough series coming up. Yeah, and the nice part is is that at least the AL Central itself is like kind of rough right now. Like the White Sox are super underperforming yes. currently, um, so you don't have to worry about them too much for now. Post right. All Star break, I mean, completely different story, right? But yeah, I mean, with these series coming up, where you're facing basically the the power of the AL East, where it's like Blue Jays, Yankees, Rays, all back to back to back. I mean, that it's tough. Yeah, it's going to be a, a long road to hoe this month. So Twins fans might just want to buckle up. Yeah, and just hang like, on. Yeah, I mean, now, granted, we said we'd like to be more than five games up coming into this month, right? But you're still fight. You still got a five game lead, right? If you have a 500 month and the Sox play three or four games above 500, you still have a lead. So it's not like don't hit the panic button, Mm. but don't go into this month thinking that it's going to be you're going to have a 750 win percentage like we had last month. That's just not going to be the case. Right. And before we preview the unfortunate events to come, should we go over our top twin of the last week? Yeah. And we'll kind of we'll we'll let E. White because we'll give him a, a, a say in this as well. Every week we pick a twins player or a group of players that has been playing really well. And we kind of give them their roses on the show. Label them the top twin, uh, and then we move into uh, the the spots to come. I'll let Mike go first. Mike, who did you have as your top twin for this week? So I tried my best to not go with who you had. Oh. Um. So I actually chose Trevor Larnick. Oh, okay. Been um, playing well. He's been playing well, and yes, he hasn't been you know a world beater or anything like that. But he doesn't have to be for the role that he plays with our organization. True. We just need him to come up, have good at bats. You know, if you have three walks in one game. You're having good at bats. Yeah. I don't care what anybody tells you. You're being picky. You're making sure you're seeing your pitches. Um, and, you know, at 25 years old, he is a role player for us in that outfield that, hey, it looks like we actually might have some depth in that outfield with Buxton only playing 100 games this year. 
If we're lucky. Yeah. If we're lucky. So I, I'm going to shout out Trevor Larnick. Uh, good week of baseball. Continue to play well. All right. I've got uh, the Yankees. What do you mean? <laughs> well, we traded for two guys that came over from the Yankees that have played really well this last you week. Oh, they wear twins jerseys now, though, right? Okay, oh, yeah. So uh, Gio Urshela and Gary Sanchez both have been playing really well the last week. I think combined, they're both hitting over 400, multiple home runs, 15-plus RBIs. The run production that we have had has come from those two guys, and some of it in big moments. Gio Urshela has showed a big late in ball games, um, which is a pleasant surprise because I remember when he came in, everybody was like, are we going to get the guy from a year ago or are we going to get the guy from two years ago? And now for the second week in a row, you just see this groundswell of above average glove and at the plate play from him. Uh, Sanchez and the DH role and his spot starts uh, as a catcher have gone well enough for him, for me not to want to panic because uh, he had some questions coming in as well, too. Um, but I'll give it to, to those two, the Yankees. Sure, sure. Uh, real quick, uniforms. and I'll give you a little bit, because I yeah. don't want to put you on the spot. Right no, now. you're good. I'm going to ask Nick a real quick question. Yes. What's the ceiling for Urshela? Like, we've seen his capability. I think what's his, that ceiling? I think his ceiling is a guy that hits 300. and One of pro- the best third baseman in baseball? No. I, no chance. No shot. No. I think he's a guy that plays well enough to become a very sought-after trade piece next year. Okay. That's honestly because you look at Miranda's going to need playing time. Royce Lewis is going to need playing time. Nick Gordon's going to continue to need playing time. You're also going to have to find spots for uh, some of the other guys that are coming up through AAA, you know, as we've been kind of following the Saints and stuff. Shout out to the St. Paul Saints who are back in town this week, by the way. Go out and see them. Um, you know, so I think he becomes one of those guys to where if the Twins, even at the deadline this year, Royce Lewis gets better at the all-star break and some team needs a third baseman and you need a pitcher. Gio Rochelle is the guy that's hitting 300 and you go, you move him and you get a pitcher in return. I don't disagree. No, I, I think speaking of pitching, um, I, you know, again, a lot of uncertainty in the bullpen um, as far as it goes, the starting rotation, some question marks there. You know, I, I like Sonny Gray. I think he's, he puts together some great stuff, but then you got Dylan Bundy, Chris Archer, who are consi- uh, inconsistent, like throughout their career and everything. Yeah. Um, I gotta go with Devin Smelter. He had a really nice start Ooh. the other day um, against the Tigers. What do you go? Like six and two thirds. Like, yeah. looked real good. I mean, I honestly, I, he's one of those younger pitchers on the roster. And you know, when you're looking up, you know, the uh, farm system, when you look at like Woods Richardson and everything, those are the guys who are going to be like the aces yeah. down the road. But you need a good, you know, three four in there as well. And if Devin Smelter can be that and be consistent, I, I think that's a nice, nice look for him. I think yeah. it's extremely encouraging too because yeah. his last start with the Twins, he, I think, he pitched seven. Mm-hmm. pitched very well, and then got sent down right immediately after and then came back up and pitched effectively again for the Twins. There's a sense of urgency for him because I think he knows like his spot is starting to fade a little bit. So yes. like being able to come out here and, again, pitch six, seven strong innings and like with a good amount of run support, I mean, again, is a solid guy to go to in a rotation. Absolutely. I think in for a guy that in 2020 came up, late in the season to get his first like bullpen starts and stuff. You've seen him turn it. You're right. Some of the shine has kind of come off of him and the urgency. I think that's a very good call out because you do look at guys like Simeon Wood Richardson, who is rolling in double a right now. I think he's got nine straight wins uh, for the wind surge or whatever. Like he's going to get his call up to triple a here before too long. Like those guys are on the way. And if he doesn't solidify his spot, he's either not going to be a twin or he's not going to be, you know, because we trade him, or he's not going to be a twin because he's going to be a minor league player. He's right. Be the same. You know exactly. what I mean? So, uh, good call out. I like that one. I like that one. So, let us know what your guys' thoughts are on uh, top twin for the week. Get back to us in the comments. We'll see him here on screen or after the show. Um, and uh, we'll get back to you there. The week to come is a tough road to hoe for the twins, Mikey. Yeah. So, starts technically today, uh, 12 10 p.m. 
uh, first pitch against the Tigers. It'd be great to get a win out of that one. Yeah. Yeah, need some uh, momentum there. That would be yeah. a split of the series, right? No, yeah. we played them five in a row, actually. Yeah. Um, and they've already taken three. So hey. we def- desperately need that one. And then tomorrow, 6.07 kicks off a three-game set uh, versus the Blue Jays. How do we feel about that one, guys? Uh, I feel like I see in Vlad. Gu- I feel like I see Vlad Guerrero hitting four home runs in three days. I see Bo Bichette hitting like five hundred. I see Springer tearing the cover off. The- They're just so. We talked about it before the season. The Blue Jays are loaded. Yeah. You see them play against the Angels, who are playing really well, or playing against the Sox or the Yankees, and you're like, oh, well, they're 500 against those teams. But those are playoff teams. The Twins have not proven to be a playoff team, so we might just get road graded in this series. Like, ideally, I would like to see us take one game, and then... One is a must. Yeah, take one game, get your day off, and then you get the Yankees at home who have some injuries. Stanton's not back yet. You can kind of work around Judge and maybe take some wins at home like we did to the Yankees earlier in the season. That's ideal three and three before next Thursday. And, and don't discount the, the Blue Jays with their pitching either because oh Gossman's yeah. been playing out of his mind. Alec Manoa is the most underrated Stud. pitcher in the league right now, yes. I feel like. And then Barrios still got some stuff too. So It's almost like we should have kept him. Yeah, that's shocking, right? Notice how he was the third name listed. He's not a one. He, if, on. if we're talking a three-headed Hydra, he's definitely the smallest head, oh, I yeah. would say, 100%. The goofy-looking yeah. one with yeah. the lazy eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Pause. But <laughs> point, <laughs> point being, I mean, again, they just so much depth with that Blue Jays team. Yeah. You know, it's it's going to be a scary series for sure. Yeah. 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 I'm going to agree with Nick. Uh, ideal would be three and three. Just take but, one game. Yeah. I just want one, one game. Yeah, Good. one against the Blue Jays, um, one against the – Detroit and one against the Yankees is that your three wins yeah kind of I think that's the way to go because the Yankees are pitching really well Luis Severino looks like Seve from 2019 right now yeah. rolling their bullpen looks really good they got the guy with the goofy windup or whatever and Judge is playing out of his mind even though they've shifted him to center due to injuries and stuff like the Yankees are good it's almost like they have a large payroll it's time yeah. to break out the measuring stick for the Twins. I think that's another thing to pay attention to here. This is these are this is a stretch of continual playoff games that you're going to have to play. Yeah. See how they play. Do they have to win the series? No. But this will be a good chance for a little self scout to go. Okay, do we need to add another pitcher? Is right. it time to do ABC or one two three to make sure come post All Star break we're making a push and then we're not losing game nineteen twenty and twenty one on this ridiculous playoff loss stretch. I think by next Thursday, we'll really be able to tell if the chariot is turning back into the pumpkin. Yeah. No, um, it's definitely some self-identifying games coming up. So yeah. there, there'll be a lot to see for sure. Just bring back up Royce Lewis. That's all I want. I just want more. I mean, he's just hurt. He's just yeah, hurt. I know. Yeah, that's the problem, right? But It's almost like they should have left him at shortstop where he wasn't going to be running into the center field wall. Why? Why would? Why? Why? Just like, D.H. Yeah. Correa or Buxton and just <laughs> let Royce play. Oh, my God. And like Celestino's been playing decent as well, yeah. and it's just like I mean, he's does he does he have COVID right now? I don't know. He's out with some sort of illness. But yeah. point being, I mean, like again, you have replacements in the outfield if you need Buxton to take off for a day or play DH yeah. or whatever. Like, don't put Bruce Lewis out there or Austin Martin. Austin Martin can play every position on the, except for catcher. Literally, yeah. Is he up to AAA yet? I think he's if he's not, he's on his way up because yeah, I know he's, he's playing, really close. He's real close because like Wichita, obviously, I mean, he's outgrowing it there. When so. we checked in on him last, he had hit hit safely in 19 straight ball games in Wichita. Like, yeah, call the guy up. He's on the top one. He's at the top half of the top 100 MLBs prospect list. Oh, That's yeah. a guy you need to start grooming to be ready. He's to me, his comparison comparisons between him and Bo Bichette are 
Yeah. Very close. He is mm-hmm. still currently in Wichita. Okay. Fair enough. He should be on his way up before too long. Yeah, I'll get there for sure. So, uh, Gabe just saying, comment below the video. Join the conversation slash argument. We're not arguing yet. We might get there a little bit later in the show. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a rough stretch for the twins. So we'll get to move on off this topic, maybe onto some more jovial conversations. Feel free to get to us in the comment section, like uh, Gabe said, and uh, we'll get to you here live on the show or afterwards. Um, next, we can uh, talk about some b-ball. A little we, bit of the other b-ball. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's preview the NBA finals. Yeah, the Celtics take game seven on a questionable call. Um, That's uh, an understatement. We're not going to get into the controversy. Um <laughs> On a questionable call, and now we get Golden State squaring off against the Boston Celtics, two teams uh, that used to house both Kyrie and Kevin Durant, which I know has been a talking piece uh, throughout the week. But, Mike, how do you think this is going to pan out for either side? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great series to watch. Uh, Boston does bring a defensive-minded basketball that's going to be interesting to see against that high-powered offense of the Warriors. Um, Unfortunately, my pick goes down to, I think it's just going to be too much offense for Golden State. my pick right now is Warriors and six. Okay. E? I, you know, I being from Philly and growing up where I grew up, like the Celtics are the bane of my existence. Like, <laughs> I hate them. like I, anything from Boston, New York, like Pittsburgh, like I'm ready to square up immediately. Okay. You know? But with that said, I, I think this Boston team is just like they're bigger, they're faster. I think they're more um, physical. And I think at the end of the day, that's something that's going to make a huge difference in this series because, again, Golden State, super guard heavy. I mean, you're looking at Very. Like, like Jordan Poole has been playing out of his mind eventually. Like, I think he's going to have to come back down to earth. We've been saying that all season, though. And yeah. like, I, I think at one point it's going to eventually happen. Maybe it's when the, you know, the lights are the brightest. But obviously, you know, when you got Curry out there, I mean, he's, he's going to make a huge difference 100%. But I think this is Jason Tatum time to show that he is a top five player in this league that he is an absolute machine out there um so i think it's celtics and six but i uh, hope he continues to rock with the kobe armband like he did in game seven and just channel the inner mamba in the biggest moments i i couldn't i agree with you i think it's boston's series to lose you look at how they match up defensively now i am i will totally agree with you the nba in the regular season has catered to offensive basketball but much Mm. like in hockey you get into these playoff games and the refs will let you bang a little bit it gets a little bit more nitty-gritty for sure Mm -hmm. so you got curry matches up on marcus smart marcus smart's the defensive player of the year curry's gonna have a tough task ahead of him then you've got tatum can cover down on clay who is limited lateral quickness wise uh al or um jalen brown on pool you got al horford can cover down on um draymond green so like you just look at the matchups and i sit there and i go it's gonna be more difficult for the Warriors to score in this series than it has been for them to score all season. And then there, because you're going to have to have Steph on the court to score, the Celtics' ability to expose him as a defensive liability is going to be a big part of this series. I've got Celtics in six. And, and a weird X factor here, if Robert Williams is healthy, yes. like uh, legitimately like that, I, I think that reduces it down to Celtics in five because I think Robert Williams is that physical down low. And when you need those extra rebounds, you know, in the, in the thick of it with the past couple seconds left, yep. you know, to be able to get like Tatum or Brown, like an extra shot. Like that is that guy is going to make a huge difference for them. Yeah. And, and he has dragged that leg through two playoff series. Now. Incredible. Just, honestly, you want to talk about grit. Yeah, that's grit. Yeah, that's great for sure. And the ESPN Basketball Power Index too agrees with you guys. Uh, they have the Celtics eighty six percent chance. Let's go! I, I didn't look at that good. before the show. So. Yeah. 
No, I, I didn't even think about that. I mean, it, that's crazy to me that it's as big as it is, the big of margin. Like, because I, I think the Warriors will stay in it. Like, oh, I'm yeah. not I'm not saying, like, you know, it's going to be, like, an easy series. It's going to no. be a wrap. But I am saying that, like, you know, it, at the end of the day, you know, if it comes down to the last three minutes, like, yeah, I, I think the Celtics have a little bit more, you know, power down low to be able to, like, actually get those extra shots up. So I would agree. Yeah. Now, quick question, because I did want to – we talked about this a little bit last week. If the Warriors overcome this and they dethrone the Celtics, mm. where do you where do you put them all time? Wait, as why a would dynasty? you say dethrone the Celtics? Celtics have done nothing. They're the eighty six percent. You know they they're they're favored in the series, right? If they if they with the talent that they have with the dynasty that they've built as the underdog come in and beat the Celtics, yeah. Where do you then have to place them all time among among NBA dynasties? I mean, top five. Yeah, yeah, easily top five. I, I like. Is it, I'd say top ten. Maybe sixth, but like right yeah. there, like literally in the conversation of best teams of all time. Like, where? What do you? Bulls, Showtime, Lakers. For like, me, Bulls, Showtime, Lakers, '80s Celtics, Celtics, maybe, maybe 2000s. I mean, you could you could go 2000s Lakers. Yep, Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe. But like, I think they're right there. I mean, yeah. maybe you could flip flop with the Spurs, but they're right there, dude. Yeah. yeah, I would put them above the Spurs right now. Yeah, on talent, like uh, just on talent level. I mean, I think Kerr is Popovich. 20 years, you know. Well, I mean, he played for him. He coached under him. Like, I mean, it's like and literally. So did. The, the, yeah, the pop the pop tree is insane. Oh, like, yeah. like everybody, whether it's Budenholzer. Um, I was going to say the Celtics coach. Celtics coach, coach yeah, yeah, I, I yep. don't know how to pronounce it. Udoka? Yeah, I feel bad because yeah. like, I, 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 he's been, he's had an incredible season, yes. honestly. But yeah, I mean, again, the former players that sat next to the oh, coach yeah. are always the best coaches. Like Monty Williams with the, uh, the Suns right the Suns, now, yeah. super underrated coach. Like you see, like, obviously the tree is there and whatever. But yeah, I think like Curry, he, he cements himself as a top 10 of all time. I oh, think yes. if he wins this. Seven. Oh yeah. I mean, he's already there, but I think it's like, there's no argument. You know, at that point. So not yeah. only was he a prolific scorer, but he's got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think the experience of the Warriors will play into this series at all? Like, honestly, like I get vibes. Uh, and obviously I'm going to I was a little biased just because I did rewatch bad. Uh, not bad boys. Uh, the uh, the magic 30 for 30. Yep. Okay. Recently. Um, and I get vibes of like the magic rockets in this a little bit. Like the team with not much experience getting to the finals, they have playoff experience. They have the talent to be there. The Warriors have been there, done that many times. For me, I think people forget the wealth of playoff experience that the Celtics do have because they've but not been in the finals. But they've been so close. The finals are different, though. I agree, but they've been so close for so long. Is it their time? Is what you're saying? It's their turn. I really do think so. Like you can't. I couldn't look at them and discount. Like for me, I I went into this and I went, okay. How do I feel about saying that the Celtics lose this series? And it just it didn't seem right mm. to me. Everything that I looked at told me Celtics take the series. Right? If the Warriors Including won, ESPN. am I surprised? No, because they're the Warriors. But right. if the Celtics win it, I'm like, well, we all kind of saw that coming, right? Mm. You know what I mean? It is that. We're at that point. I will say the Celtics definitely had more depth than that Magic team back in like ninety four, ninety five. Like I, I mean, you had Shaq, Penny Hardaway, Darrell Scott, and then it's like, okay, where Nick Anderson? Yeah, yeah. Nick Anderson. It's like, where do we go after that? You right. know, it's like, so, whereas you know the Celtics, I mean, you flip in and out. You know, they they roll eight deep. You know, True. so I, I think it's, uh, I think the depth definitely plays into it a little bit better too for them. So. so who do you guys have starting off the series tonight? 
in Golden State. You have Boston taking uh, game one. Don't they start Thursday or do they start tonight? Today is Thursday. Today, oh, today is Thursday. Holy yeah, smokes. I'm forgetting go. because it's we started yeah. on It all Tuesday comes together, today. man. Like days don't exist for yeah. the past two and a half years. It's all a simulation. Yeah, it's exactly. all a simulation. It's all fake. Um, no, I think that uh, – I think – you know, a, a hot take here. I think Warriors take game one, but I still think Celtics take the series. I know that's kind of like a uncommon, five or six. Yeah, I think it's still five or six. I think, you know, you split in Golden State and then you go back. I think Celtics take both. And then I think it, the Warriors get like one more in there. See, and yeah. that's my logic actually follows a very similar path, but for the other team. So I actually mm. think Golden State at the minimum will split. Okay. And then I think that they're going to win game three in Boston. And I, uh. I don't know how Boston is going to respond having not been there in the finals, now they're down either 2-1 or 3-0. Like, okay. I think it might be a wrap right then. I can see it. I, I think TD Garden is one of the toughest places to play in the league. And so, like, I think, like, that itself will swallow up. And the, granted, it won't swallow up Curry, Curry, but it'll swallow up Jordan Poole. It'll swallow up. I mean, Draymond has proven, like, unless... I, I'm, I'm a Draymond Green hater. I'm not going to lie. Like, because I just think... I don't like him I, I just think... Here's the thing. Great defensive player, but like... Dennis I, Rodman reincarnate. Not no, even close. No, no, not no, even close. No, I mean, basically, but like... Leave. Defensive, rebounding, <laughs> not known for his offensive scoring. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say he's a light version of that. Yeah, for sure. Say, yeah. He's definitely right. a little more doughy than uh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis here's the thing. Rodman I, re- light. I, respe- I respect like what Draymond is capable of doing, but I think at the same time, you know the past few appearances he's had, whether it be in the finals or playoffs itself, I think, again, it's just, I, I think his age is catching up to him a little bit. And like, you know, granted it, basketball, again, it, you can play a long time, but is your style of play sustainable? We saw it with Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's the biggest example of like lack of sustainability. Oh, in yeah. game. And I think Traymond green, you know, I think he tries to play a game of basketball that he's really not supposed to play. You know, when it comes to these high pressure situations, he starts to panic a little bit. He starts throwing elbows, starts, you know, kicking, in, you know, so and so in the nuts. You know, what I mean, it's just like it, it, he he starts to panic. And I think it's just at the end of the day, I don't know. I think that's a huge difference, too. And so, again, when you have somebody like a Robert Williams, who's like, whatever. I'm and, Al uh, and Al Horford Al Horford is like literally the most even keel player of all time. Right. I mean, it's yeah. And can almost get under Draymond's skin. hundred percent. Just not by not reacting. Yeah, he right. has a he's low key a decent shit talker. Like, cause I, I experienced him as a Sixers fan a little bit, and like, you know, he doesn't get into it too much. But like, when he does, it's very much like a Tim Duncan type. Oh, yeah. shit talk. Where it's like Tim Duncan, from what I've heard, was like an absolute machine when it came to that. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, and people were just he would just get on because he would say to lip because he never talked. He was so chill and, yep. and in the limelight and everything, but on the court, it was just. Get these little digs in, you know. KG was talking about it a ton and everything. Yeah, I'll, there. And I'll go with Boston. Yeah. <laughs> to, I'll go with Boston tonight. I kind of, I think I, we kind of agree, but I actually think I'll go with Boston tonight. I think Golden State takes Game Two, and then Boston rattles off the remaining wins until we get to an elimination game. The Warriors win one more, and then it's over. Like they stave off elimination once, but can't do it twice, and then it's the end of the series. Fair enough. So, all right. Let us know what your guys' takes are. Oh, we want to pick an NBA Finals MVP real quick. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go real bold and a, a little dig at you White here sitting next to me. I'm gonna go Jordan Poole. Okay, <laughs> okay. just cause guy doesn't shrink. 
I hope he That's doesn't. Fair. For his career and for oh, his awesome. future, I want him to do well. Like, oh, yeah. it, 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 like that doesn't change the fact that I want him to do well. I think it's gonna be Marcus Smart because I think he'll shut down, you know, Curry in the shut right down situations. Stuff. So, like, if they win this series, I think it's because Marcus Smart shut down Curry. I have an inkling of Tatum just going bananas and averaging like thirty-five through the series, and I'm gonna give it to Tatum. <laughs> Does he wear the Kobe armband? Oh yeah, yeah. The whole like, series, yeah, the go. whole series. <laughs> so much respect to that man. All right, let us know what you guys think on the NBA Finals as they kick off tonight. I know I will be tuned in uh strapped in and ready to go to watch the series ratings will be much better than normal because lebron's not in them so congratulations to everybody that hates lebron um <laughs> let us know what you guys think we'll get back to you here on the show or in the comments afterwards and now we will uh take the seatbelt off or remove the safety net we kind of got our free-flowing segment that comes up next i got the timer yeah so i'll stop us at about 15 minutes or so but yeah perfect this is a freehand time so yeah i, I did want to start with what did we all think of antonio brown's retirement that's kind of where i wanted to start Announcing it at fan-controlled football, or how far the apple has fallen. What a what a just <laughs> fall from grace, man! It just everything over the past few years have just been absolutely. It all started with a helmet, first of all. Like, yeah. Let me just take this back. It all started with a regulation of a helmet. Yeah. And just like yeah. everything from there is just completely spiraled. I mean, now that so much has come to light with John Gruden and his whole situation and everything, yeah. suddenly like more and more of that is like making sense, and it's like. Who do we side with here? And then he had his whole allegations and he had all this. Like, it's just been this, like, consistent fall from grace. And then, you know what? He's like, whatever. Fuck it. I'm out. In the middle of a game. In the middle of a game. I'm done. Walks out. It it was bound to happen at one point. I didn't think it was going to be like this over, like, again, fan-controlled football. But, like, hey, man, listen. It's very on brand with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown to football is what Kanye is to music. It's just like, <laughs> it just makes zero sense. And, and like at the end of the day, yes. he's gonna do what he wants to do, and I respect it. Like it, I, again, like you know, fair play to him for what he wants to do and whatever. But again, just like it, it's very on brand with Antonio oh, Brown. Oh, super, yeah. super. And I had somebody. I was on Twitter when this happened, and immediately I saw somebody go. Oh, so do you put him in the Hall of Fame? And I was like, ooh. No, that's no. it's so tough. It's so close with everything. I think with everything behind him, though, and with everything that's happened, I think it doesn't happen. I, I think he'll be looked at as a potential Hall of Famer. But I think at the same time, I don't think you put him in that pantheon because you don't want to, like, quote unquote, desecrate what it is. This is what I was talking about. No question. Antonio Brown Hall of Famer. These are guys that a lot get of to, questions, a lot of, a lot of Several questions. questions. <laughs> well, and I immediately at went, least one. I immediately yeah. went, OK, well, let's look at the stats. Okay, 12,000 receiving yards, 86 touchdowns, mm. multiple years with well over 100 receptions. He's got a Super Bowl ring with Tampa. But then I was like, okay, let us let me try to find a, a wide receiver who's close that isn't in the hall. Chad mm. Johnson's numbers look identical to Antonio Brown's over the course of his career. No a Super thousand, Bowl ring. No Super Bowl yeah. ring, but only 1,000 less yards, only like 80 less catches, only 10 less touchdowns, and Chad's right. not in. And also in an NFL that didn't wasn't didn't as throw the ball all over the yard, right? Like this. And and I think it, it's like when you also think about it too, because you also look at like a Calvin Johnson, right? Calvin Johnson, a bridge career, um, only played with Detroit, uh, never like barely sniffed the playoffs in his yeah. career and everything, and you, and he's in the hall, right? Yep. But also you look at Megatron play, and you look at Antonio Brown play, and I think there's more people who like. I think when you look at Hall of Fame, you look at like once in a generation players or yep. like players that is just like stand out amongst the rest. Antonio Brown, a lot of times in his career, was kind of just in the mix of top five. Never once did I ever think that Antonio Brown was a number one receiver. Hall and, of Great. Yeah, Hall, Hall of Great. Absolutely Hall of Great. But like, I, again, it's like, do you put a top five every year or top 10 or like a great fantasy performer in the Hall of Fame? No, you don't do that. No. Yeah. And if you start to, it just uh, dilutes the Hall. 
Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And that's and that's the fear. So I guess my my first reaction to hearing him retire is I wouldn't be super shocked if he's on an NFL roster by week four. Stop it. Stop it. Who? There's I mean, plenty of NFL teams right now that would love Antonio Brown. Don't don't even start. The Browns. Why not? You know, they oh already my God. I mean they they have You're no problem taking problematic players. If Antonio <laughs> no Brown shit. calls up Aaron Rodgers right now and says, Hey, uh, I'm possibly interested in coming to Green Bay. You want to talk about a miserable fucking locker room. Yo. Jesus. You think he'd say no? Robert Tunyon, greatest, like basically number one target all this year. Yeah. Like it, it, the God, man. Like, I don't even know what here's the thing. Vikings fans this year might finally be in a situation where like, okay, this feels great. This is all right. We're chilling because at least Aaron Rodgers has nobody to throw to. They could honestly get the hot dog guy, like selling him at the stand right down, down the way or whatever. He could probably play wide receiver for the Packers right now. Yeah. Yeah. Who's their one? Like realistically, who's their one? They got rid of Valdez Scanlon. They got rid of Sammy Devontae Watkins. Adams. Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Watkins and Alan Lazard, right? Is and, there other one? And the ghost of Randall Cobb. And the yeah, ghost of Randall somewhere, Cobb. some some way, like Randall Cobb will get some catches this year. Insane, nuts. So, uh, seriously though, like if AB wanted to go to the Packers, you think the Packers would say no? I'm telling you, there's plenty of NFL franchises that would. Fuck. I, I, would they say I'm no? Saying, no. Is this truly the last we've seen of Antonio Brown in the NFL? I hope so, only because it 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 uh, it only emboldens my argument that Steelers wide receivers after they leave the Steelers are always ass. So you mean, you mean San Antonio Holmes wasn't a generational talent? After no, that neither one was catch? neither was Mike Wallace or Plexico Burris uh, or any of the guys that. I mean, Plexico, uh, Plexico Burris, Burris was pretty yeah, dang good. Yeah, and won mean, a Super Bowl. He just shot himself literally in the leg. Yeah, so. exactly. That factors in. Okay, he's not making the hall. He wasn't a quarterback. He's not known for his aim. That's true. Uh, Antonio Brown's thirty three right now. You done. Hey, it's you're looking at the time where like wide receivers start to wrap up, right? You know, around like 34, 35. Of course, you got like the the you know slot guys that like stick around forever. Cole Beasley's gonna play until right. he's like 50. But like, yeah, I mean it has to be the right scenario. And to be fair, Green Bay to might be, be that scenario. Yeah. So I, I don't know, but I, I I don't think he comes back. But like at the same time, I like you. I'm not necessarily saying yeah. I think he does, but I wouldn't be shocked. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Would would you guys honestly be shocked if it's like September fifteenth, news drops, AB signs a contract with the Packers or the Jets to help bolster Zach Wilson because the Jets are all of a sudden three and zero out the gate and looking like I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He wants to go to a contender. Yeah, he's, he's gonna not, not going to go to New York. Surprised yeah. if he wasn't. Like, I mean, seriously, that guy's a fucking like. You'd be surprised if what psychopath? I, if he wasn't, he's a fucking yeah. maniac. He loves attention. He lo- like. The second he's out of it for fucking four months or six months, he's going to want back in. Because wonder, he doesn't know yet that he has no other talent. He has oh, yeah. he 11 years of experience. He's a rapper. He thinks hey, he's a great yeah. rapper, singer. Right. I yeah. want him to like therapy as much as he likes all of his other stuff, honestly. As much as he likes himself? Yeah, as much as he <laughs> likes himself or whatever else he's doing. Like I, w- like that, I just want him to like take care of his mentals and like at, at the end of the day it's like take take notes from marshawn lynch take care of your mentals take care of your chickens take like, care yeah. take care of your chickens exactly like take care of that like you don't need to be out here playing that's true yeah. that's true I, just, I was curious so the next question that i had was because obviously we've got some time here yeah i want to know what sports takes you have given over your radio career or in general <laughs> that you have just gotten destroyed on. So, I mean, I'm not a big, like, obviously with my show, it's top 40, right? right. So like majority of my listeners are like, 
white girls. So like, cool. you know, I, right. I don't really, other than like, you know, somebody being in the playoffs, like I don't really talk about it a ton, but like, yeah, anytime, like I'm on any sport sort of like, or talking sports on like, you know, social media or whatever, basically any baseball player prior to 1980, I feel mm-hmm. like would get absolutely wrecked in today's game. I, like I am a real, I die on that hill. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Like Babe Ruth. Like I, I need you to watch Babe Ruth and I need you to watch Michael Brasso from the Milwaukee Brewers yeah. side by side, identical mechanics. And Michael Brasso hits 220. So if you look at that, like, I really think, like, there are certain there are certain players. Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan could hang in today's game. You know? Yeah. So there are certain could players like... hang? What? He could hang. Could hang? He could hang. You're the talking, by the way, just... I was going to say, just so you know, you're talking to, like, the advocate for 80s to 90s baseball sitting in that room back there. Listen, Gabe, 85 who's your favorite on. baseball player? What's up? Gabe, who's, who's your favorite baseball player? Well, I mean, the greatest baseball player of all time is Ryan Sandberg. But um, who's your favorite player? You're Ryan gonna, Sandberg. You're going to tell me that plumber Ryan Sandberg could hang in today's game. <laughs> you're going to um, tell me right now that he's going to be smacking singles and hang. Now, granted, okay, I'm, I'm saying that is the arrogance of youth to think that they're <laughs> any different. Like that, they're, that people are any different. Everything is the same. Those guys, those same guys, would have adapted in the same way. Ah, that's such a Nolan Gen X Ryan. take. Oh my God! Oh, that's, here we go. That's such a Gen X take. Nolan Ryan threw a hundred and two miles an hour, but I he, he just hang. Yeah, no, he absolutely just hang because he, he threw just, he threw it straight on. He threw it straight on. He had like an average changeup. Nolan Ryan never won a Cy Young. Nolan Ryan true. never won no, a Cy Young. True. Sure, that's yeah. true. I actually, legit, but that doesn't mean that. that. Oh, I did. Oh yeah. That's- and he should have. He had years. No, well, no, granted, yes, of, of course. Like it back is in the true. no, I mean Cy Youngs back in the day, they were all about wins, wins and losses. Yeah, like half these guys that won a, a Cy Young in the eighties, I don't even know who the hell they are. But at, at the same time, I don't know, man. You I think people are genetically different today. Yeah, I, I think I think the way that they train, I think gen, genetically, yes, but also I think the way that they train, the way that they're going into it, and everything. Like here's the analytics. Thing. Yeah, analytics. Like Emmanuel Classe throws a hundred and two mile hour cutter. With like twenty inches of break, like and Babe Ruth, Ryan Sandberg, you could name like some of the best. But those those yeah. guys Mark Grace. Enough. Well, but here's my question too: would Is have like the same training? That that's all I'm saying. Is that okay. They would just. Are you sure they'd have the same training? Like, could you get Mark Grace to put down the pack of cigarettes and the hot dog and get in the weight room? Like, <laughs> could you know, really do that? Three hundred. So when Nolan Ryan was throwing hundred and two, how many other guys in the league were throwing hundred and two? Right. That's that's exactly very my few. Point. It, it's so very there's a lot more outlier. now that are doing so. So the hitters are more used to seeing that speed. Like he used to be able to just blow by hitters because nobody else was throwing yeah. 102 miles an hour. Yeah, that's Guys, not the case anymore. I'm not hold saying they they are. Listen, people are the same. All they have is yes, they have different technology, but we all stand on the shoulders of the people who came before us. Nolan Ryan was an outlier then. If he was born now. He would be an outlier now. Oh, oh, that's man, a I tough. Don't I don't know, Gabe. Thing. If you go back and you look at the stature of human beings back in like the 1920s, I'm pretty sure the average height was like five five. The average height yeah. now is like five ten. So, okay, well, we are genetically is, different. Plus, now. we're eating like chicken and stuff with growth hormone in it, so we're, we're all very larger. Hold on, no, no, we're not genetically different. We have different like. There's different technology that goes into our body. It's not that we have like our DNA is not appreciably different we're not different creatures it's just so i'm saying those same people at the same times dude so babe ruth and, essentially and Karen what is, this is, is this is, is the argument the living, that you had said this is the one <laughs> this is the one hank aaron is um hank aaron is the actual living home run king 
No, like, correct. Uh, Bonds Barry Bonds. Is living home run king. Well, I mean, what? Barry Bonds <laughs> plus some other stuff. Bar- Barry Bonds would have hit 500 and 500. With or without, with or without steroids. steroids. Like his, and here's the thing. Would have been like, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's a mechanics yeah. thing. You know, it's a mechanics thing too. And uh, like, again, you know, certain. Like Ken Griffey Jr. again would be, able, I mean, he hung for a long time in this era of baseball because yeah. he was here for, you know, he played until what, 2010? Yeah. 2010. Falling asleep in the Mariners yeah. dugout. Yeah. But you know what? Hey, man, like he already hit 600 something home runs. Like let him do his thing, yeah. whatever. But like Ken Griffey Jr. today would still be, you know, a top 10 player, I yes. feel like. You know, Randy Johnson would still be a top 10 pitcher. I, I just find it hard to believe with, like, you know, my dad's favorite player of all time is Steve Carlton. Steve Carlton would get lit up today. He'd had an ERA over six. Like, it was just because he was throwing lollipops. Yeah, you know, it, it, it just is what it is. Those are the pitchers I was thinking of, too. Is like, think of, like, the 87 or 91 <laughs> Twins World Series teams. Like, Rick Aguilera. No chance. Would not be as good today as he was back then. Burt Blylevin. Burt Blylevin would would have been murdered. Burt would be playing double A right now. Yes. Burt would be playing double A right now. Kirby Puckett even. I like I'll even oh, say like oh, okay. listen, no, listen. No, be very no, careful. No, you went too far. This okay. is the house that Puckett built. Okay. Careful. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think Kirby Puckett would still be able to make a roster. Yeah. I, I, like would make a roster. Make a roster. Make a roster. He, he's a starter, but he's probably he, not an all-star. He's a starter, but no, I don't think he's an all-star. Right. Not not with Trout, not with Harper, not with any of these guys. Yeah. You know, I mean, Soto Judge. Soto like Judge. You. Like I I think it's just when if you were to place him in today's game yes he would absolutely make a roster but if like just I mean, like plucked him yeah but like yeah. buxton's running circles around him yes. like it's just it's just again it's the style of play it's the way the game's going and everything with that said today's style of game is also just either strike out or hit a home run if you love singles kirby puckett's great for you yeah you know, if you love singles ryan sandberg great for you it's just that it's just an era ryan of base sandberg hit 42 home runs in 1987 it, okay <laughs> Okay, Cheers. so listen, it's, <laughs> and listen, all the the vitriol in Gabe's voice <laughs> behind that comment. Just, okay, oh but, my but, god! And, but, but also, uh, hold on. So Buxton would run. So he'd run circles around Ricky Henderson. Uh, Ricky Henderson. Now I will say, Ricky say Henderson is definitely an outlier player, right? Yeah. Ricky, Ricky Henderson is an outlier player. Ricky Henderson, without a doubt, also juiced. There's no doubt in my mind that Ricky Henderson juiced. And uh, you play. Greenies. I, I think if you play in 88, 89 with that team, with Conseco and, and McGuire and everything, it he was, was well around. He was well into his career yeah, at that point, though. But. Agreed, agreed. But, like, one of some of his best years were with the A's. and, and like In with, both stops. In both stops, yeah. 100%. But I do think that, like, Ricky Henderson absolutely would be an all-star in today's game. I don't think, like, but, like, I don't think Kirby Puckett would be. You know? I, 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 again, I know that's, I know that's that hitting it. That is punching. So fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, guys, <laughs> I'm going to save this video so you guys can all watch it when you turn 30. Mm-hmm. And so you can see how fucking ridiculous you ah, are. Well, listen. Because it, this is, hold on. You've said yourself that it's mechanics. It's, these are coaching and technology things. These guys would adapt. I grant you, there are certain players. I love looking at my 1984 Tops cards mm. and laughing at how fucking unathletic everyone looks. Yeah. yeah. I could beat the shit out of a th- uh, 10% of the mm. major leagues. <laughs> right now, it's 0%. Here's the thing. Yeah. They're all still better baseball players than we'll ever be. So oh, at the end of that, exactly. Anybody like watching this or like saying like, and, and granted, like I, I'm, I'm talking a lot of shit right now. But <laughs> I'm, I'm very aware oh, that like I could never hang like these guys right now in their 60s. You know, I couldn't hit an 80s like 
Nolan Ryan threw an 87 mile an hour fastball in a first pitch for yeah. the Rangers. I couldn't hit that shit. Like, there's no chance. Like, it is what it is. But I, also, I I don't know. There's a lot to it. I don't it, think anyone uh, thinks that we think that we're good baseball yeah. players. I yeah. think that it's it's truly just a matter of, do you believe? Like, you know, um, Hank Aaron hit 700 and what, what was it, 42 44. home runs? 44? 55, 755. 55. There you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Um, For the record, my old man and I have this argument all the time, but just with football. Yeah. And like, well, with football, like Terry Bradshaw would get laughed out the room, yeah. out of the room. I, I think the separation is worse in football and in like hockey than it is in like right. baseball. Right. Yeah, baseball, I, you can make like there are actual arguments. The game where hasn't like, changed yeah, as much. Yeah, right? certain players can definitely hang out and like you know be able to play and make a roster, but like. I mean, if you're going to sit here and tell me that, like, half the guys from the 80s that played on, like, half these, like, Stanley Cup teams are going to be able... Like, they didn't lift the puck before, like, 1990. (laughs) So, like, I mean, you know, Gretzky would be an all-star, but Gretzky would get, like, teaked out of his mind against Connor McDavid. Yeah. Like, it's just just a style of play. Puck control. I think the... the, 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 uh, uh, Sorry, to his point, and and sort sort of against mine to some degree, I totally agree with you in football, because... I'll never forget watching a documentary about some Lions uh, defensive tackle, and they said, and at six foot two, 220 pounds, yep. <laughs> he blocked out the sun. How yeah. big was Jordan Davis? That's how big I am. Jordan Davis, who just got drafted this year, was like 6'9", 330 or something. And he moves like a safety. It's insane. Just it, too bad he went Tris- to that awful team. I, I'm pretty happy. I, mean, I don't understand. <laughs> I had you guys yeah. win in the draft, in all fairness, when we did our draft grades. I'm not mad at it. I wish there was an offensive lineman, but I'm not mad at it. You yeah. Know, I, I just want offensive He could probably still play offensive line. 100%. No, yeah. I mean, but Fletcher Cost got like one year left. Then it's just like, so I, I, I appreciate how I trust in Howie. I trust Howie Roseman 100%. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the argument. That we just made about baseball and ba- like the separation. I think the opposite argument could be made about baseball or basketball. Mm. I think the guys that yeah. played in the early 2000s are to so a point. Much- to a point. You go yeah. to a point. too far back. Too far back, yeah. right. Oh, but I think 97 through 2013. Oh, I don't, I'd even go earlier than like 97. I'd go like 92, 93. I'd go almost 90. 90? Okay, yeah, to okay. like 2013, those guys would make a mockery out of the yeah. guys that play in the mm-hmm. league now. Like we were, I'll, I'll, I guess this will be our last one. And I want to get your take on this. Sure. Did you see the argument of Rudy Gobert saying that he would shut down Shaq, like prime Shaq? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, <laughs> it was a Twitter what? beef where Rudy Gobert, who has won multiple yeah. Defensive Player of the Year awards, all respect Absolutely. to him, but Shaq would dummy that man. You you can't have a guy like Chet Holmgren going first overall. No, no. offense to Chet. Listen, Chet's a hell of a player. Yeah, shout out Mini Haha Academy. But at the same time. You know, local guy. But at the same time, you're going to put Chet Holmgren up against Shaq. Dude, he'd get obliterated. Now, now, granted, there were, like, plumbers on the, on the 96 Bulls, right. too. Yeah, and everything. No, I got and like, you. You know, the, the 2015 Warriors, I think, would at least, like, step up to the 96 Bulls. But, uh, but with that said, yeah, I mean, the physicality of, like, the mid-90s, early 2000s of players – like you're gonna sit here and tell me that Vince Carter or T Mac wouldn't absolutely thrive in this league right now? Yeah, Kobe would have averaged fifty. I mean, he as a forty year old, he was still averaging yes. close to twenty. Like, I mean, come on now. Like, how about this? Could could um, could players now go back? So how you're talking about dropping players in the league? Um, then could you drop players like Steph Curry in the late '80s? Like um, whatever. Uh, Steph whatever Curry the league would, is, the East. You Steph know, Curry the East. would play very well 
but he wouldn't get the opportunity to play because of his shot selection. Yes. Yeah. No. If 100%. you dropped him on a team in 1986, he would be benched. And you saw him shooting from the logo, the coach would be like, sit the fuck down. Yeah, what are it, you doing? It's just this. Yeah, exactly. Like, Chuck Daly wouldn't have any of that on, like, the bad boys or something. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, like no chance. That? Like, but, I mean, but he yeah. But play well. Yeah, like, he can still be able well, to hit the same shots. To it, yeah. though. So, what I'm saying for the old major leaguers that, is that those guys could come get the coaching, they'd be the same guys. Could those guys be dropped you know, with the co- like, change if, their game. If you're steering this to the LeBron conversation, no, you could not drop LeBron like in that era of basketball and oh, see him have the same level of success. I'm, I, okay. I believe that wholeheartedly. I think the hard physi- disagree. I, I feel like he'd the physicality that guys like Jordan had to deal with in the paint where he was getting murdered. Yeah. And just would, remember that LeBron is, is three a, inches taller and like sixty pounds heavier. Yeah, LeBron no, I agree, is, but he's also a he's also a child mentally. Yeah. He's a fucking baby. But would he be a child <laughs> mentally if he came up in that era? Is the argument? And and, and and I guess this could go back to the argument where you can make the argument about like the whole the baseball thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. So like, yeah, talking in circles. <laughs> I'm seeing the full circle here. You know, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. It's but almost I, checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gabe. Fair play. Fair play. He's playing so chess. We're over here playing to, checkers. It's so weird talking to him and not seeing him right now though, because I'm like literally staring at Nick and I'm just like, yeah, they're like it's not your point. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a hurt at the yeah, reactions exactly. that Gabe has forced out of you oh directed at me. <laughs> We, we we crossed our 15 minutes, yeah, I assume? Yes, we have. We certainly right. have. Yeah. Fantastic. I can't throw my one. Oh, darn it. Go ahead, Gabe. <laughs> go ahead, Gabe. Thing. So I got, yeah, throw out your checkmate move. Fun. No, no, no. No, no dude, wants, do what you got to do. Come on. You, nope. you already, yeah, we got nope, time. Nope. This is a uh, this is non-sports. A this is playing GM. This is just a fun Oh, okay. One. okay. If you're playing GM and, um, and, you, and Amber Heard is your uh, team, what's your next move from here? I'll she start. Just, oh, so yeah. like, okay. I'll Basically, start because I. Out. Yeah, yeah. I'll start because I know where he's going, and he's like, "What? What's your next move?" Obviously, like, if you're the if you're her manager, what do you okay. do next? I think she has to double down, and she has to become the sports equivalent of Kobe fucking Covington. She has to become the most Just outrageous like heel the enemy. The yeah. out the most outrageous heel in sports. All of her movies, she needs to pr- play the brash asshole. In any interview that she does, she just needs to stand, even if she knows she's dead wrong. Mm. She now has to die on this hill. Bro, I think she does the Gwyneth Paltrow and just comes out with a skincare thing. I think she just goes like left <laughs> of center, bro. Take. Like, honestly, like, go make your bread. Like, nice. At this point, like, you know, it's already, you've been shamed in the media. You've been shamed for everything else. Like, go ahead, man. Like, go tell them that you're clean. You, like, people know you shit in beds at this point. Yeah. So it's just like, you know what? Hey, yeah, exactly. You just, like, you can't come back from that. So, like, yeah. the best you can do is be like, here, here's my, like, Goop 2.0, or, like, here's something completely random. She needs a so Pampers my counter to yeah. My counter to people know that you shit in beds is that people have been <laughs> peed on in beds and became president. So, like, That's I, real. Don't, I don't know. That's yeah, real. but R. Kelly's in jail. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, if I'm the manager of Amber Heard, what I'm doing, just from my perspective, is I had no idea who the hot chick was in Aquaman. So my point is, continue to just take basically roles that you're not the number one in a movie. You're just True. like some yeah. side character, stack your bread, yeah. and maybe 10 years from now go, oh, by the way, remember all those movies that you really enjoyed? I was that person. True. There's me. There's me again. There's me again. And now it's like, oh, maybe the light does change on Amber Heard a little bit, but it's a long process. It took Vader 
15 years to come back to the light side. She's got a long road ahead. Yeah. True. Oh, I thought you meant the wrestler Vader. No. Yo, shout out Vader <laughs> no. time, though. Hold it up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I got to, you know, I got to think about this for hours. So, of course, this is not quite fair. But um, I think the route is obvious. Okay. And it's either, well, it's one of two things. Either it's uh, you do something with, like, animals, you know, like you start mm. helping animals like crazy. Or... You go hardcore pornography. I was going to say OnlyFans. <laughs> I was actually going to ask if OnlyFans was going to be one of those options. Yeah. Not awful. No, I, I think she could be Pay $100 to see step. Amber shit on a bed. <laughs> oh, I mean that. Yeah. You could do a road show, like a traveling show where you poop in beds. I saw a porn act, or a lady named Norma Jean once. Pop rubber duckies out of her uh, lady parts. So. You live some interesting life, man. I'm Gabe, a, Gabe has a show where he regularly, <laughs> like, regularly operates with sex workers. Nice. Not him op- like operating, but they like interact. Hell so yeah, that's, man, he's a uh, he's he's in that in that sector. Respect, I yeah. love it for sure. So Legal with that, go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change gears here Anywho. a little bit. Yeah, from talking about porn to talking about a division that has a former rapist and an alleged current rapist. Let's talk about the AFC North. Mm, Big old yikes! <laughs> yeah, that was not the best segue ever. Uh, starting with the team with the. <laughs> oh God! Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. first. Um, the Pittsburgh Feelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's real. Formerly oh, of Ben Welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the show. It's all good. We're here. Yeah. We're here. Shout Kenny Pickett, man. Like honestly, what a fun story. Like, yeah, for I, him I, to I, stay I, in that building. Yeah, it's cool. Staying in that building. I mean, he grew up in Western PA as well, so like that's real cool for him and his family and everything. I, I mean. I don't want to say there's a competition at quarterback, but I will say if you're going to bring in Mitch Trubisky for as much money as you did, like there's going to have to be one. Yes. Yeah, Pickett doesn't start week one. No, week six, yeah, probably. Yeah. We'll I mean, see. We'll see. I mean, Mitch still has kind of like a prove-it mentality right now, and he's not an awful quarterback. I mean, he's not the – I don't think he's like – elite but i don't know i feel like there's something there we'll see well let's break down the schedule and find out how it plays out for the pittsburgh steelers uh we'll go three segments here obviously three highlighted games we'll give our prediction and we'll, we'll kind of tally everything up at the end here so uh gabe whenever you are ready here it comes now oh that's yeah there we Did go say pittsburgh here yep, yeah pittsburgh thing does that auto thing let me okay got it back to week one well, you said that order. Thank you. you. Shy. No, it's my fault. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So the Steelers kick off week one against the Bengals. Then they have the Patriots, Browns, Jets, and Bills for the first third of their schedule. Um, I got them going one and four. Anytime you move away from a franchise quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger, regardless of if you love him or hate him as a person, we saw it with the Saints moving away from Drew Brees. We've seen it. We saw it kind of a little bit with New England moving away from Tom. There's just there's some tough waters that you get through, and I love Tomlin as a coach, but I think they're gonna there's gonna be a lot of questions early and a lot of tough games early that they just aren't gonna be able to get through. Like I got their one win coming against the Jets, Obviously. but otherwise they're gonna get road graded by Buffalo. Cleveland's better than they are roster wise right now. New England's a good team. Cincinnati's gonna come out. Guns blazing. Yeah. One and four. I'm going to say two and three because Cleveland has a center that's going to snap the ball and no one's there to get it. Okay. Mm. So I don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback of the Browns September 22nd this fall. I highly doubt it'll be Deshaun Watson. It could be Let's Jacoby Brissett. True. I'm going to I'm gonna take Pittsburgh in that one because I do think it's going to be Mitch Trubisky. Okay. 
I'm going to say through five, they're sitting at two and three. Okay. I like your one and four. I, I honestly do because I think again going back to I think I, the Jets are just the glaring thing for me and yeah. I think like Najee Harris is going to get his shine and he's going right. to get plenty of opportunities to run the ball. Um, I think that like eventually they'll figure something out. I want to say zero and five, but I think it's going to be one and four. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to uh, weeks six through twelve. All right, so starting off with tough game, they got Tampa, Dolphins, Eagles. Saints, Bengals, Colts. This is a, a very tough schedule for the Steelers. A mm-hmm. um, lot of former playoff teams and big games. We talked about this towards the end of last year. It may have actually behooved them to lose more games to get like a fourth place versus like a second place schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, only I have them beating Miami because I think their pass rush will be able to fluster Tua enough. I do have them beating Philadelphia. I, I do too. It's okay. Don't yeah, worry. Okay. That's Good. a very Eagles just, loss. I was going to say, just because like that pass rush is going to be tough on Jalen Hurts like it was tough on Tua, and they'll have some momentum coming off that that win. Then they go into the bye. They get New Orleans coming out of the bye. I got them at a win there too. Otherwise, the rest of these are glaring losses. They wrap this section of the schedule up at 4-7. and seven. I think I just have them taking a win against New Orleans, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh... Like, I think Miami is going to be a, a little bit of a force to be reckoned with, competing with uh, New England and Buffalo in that division. Potentially. Um, Philly is a strong 9-8 and eight team. Dilly opinion. dilly. And this, Let's go. these are the games that they do win against the, the, bottom of the bottom of the league right now. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, you don't have a quarterback in a quarterback-centric league, so you're not going to be great. So, yeah, yeah one win there. You're removed from the uh, situation, so I think you think a lot more logically, but unfortunately, this is a situation where the Eagles usually lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just know these I know these games more like the back of my hand, where it's like you walk in there, you're like, oh, yeah, no, this is an easy like 21-10 to 10 win, and then they end up just flopping and losing like 10-3. to 3. So, Bingo. it's a very, it's a very like them loss. Fans, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a similar pain, not, not identical, but it's a similar pain. Um, I think you see the Steelers here. I think they get the birds. I think they take them down. I think they take the ain'ts down. And then, um, yeah, I think otherwise this is uh, two and four after this. So what's that? Three and eight. I there think we go. Three and eight after this. All right. Yeah. End of the schedule. Uh, you know, Tomlin will have these boys ready to play though by the end of the year. I think that's yeah. the general consensus. Like if if it's if they can sniff the playoffs, mm-hmm. he's going for it. He's got a streak to uphold. Never miss the playoffs as a coach. Um, so to wrap things up, they got Atlanta, Baltimore, Carolina, Vegas, Baltimore again, and then Cleveland. I think they go on a little bit of a run. I think they can beat Atlanta. They get. Baltimore at home, and I think them missing health-wise late in the season, things like that could play a factor here. Yeah, They'll split with Baltimore this year. Uh, they take Carolina, so they rattle off three straight wins. They lose to Vegas, then they lose to Baltimore when they go on the road, and then they actually end the season beating Cleveland, leaving them at an 8-9 and nine team overall, just on the outside of looking at a wild-card spot. I'm going to say beat the Falcons, beat the Panthers. Get swept by the Ravens because that's just purely a football team. Um, yeah, I have them total six and eleven this year. Oh, but uh, I would say next year they're playoff bound again. Yeah, I think they go four straight Falcons to Raiders, and wow. then I think they end wow the two, two losses because uh, I think what happens here week thirteen you put Kenny Pickett in and okay. Kenny Pickett off some momentum gets them going. Get some fun, like, you know, inter- like, basically, I'm looking for him to kind of, like, revitalize the offense, right? Because he's a completely different type of quarterback. Than Something they haven't seen on yeah, tape. Yeah, exactly. So, I think, you know, when you see Falcons, Ravens, Panthers, Raiders, I mean, 
defensively speaking, with the exception of the Ravens, I mean, that's a pretty solid stretch to like switch them up and everything. Yeah. I think yeah. the Ravens, you split one. Uh, so what is that? It's like seven and ten, which honestly, for like a new like a season first one without your franchise quarterback for years and years in twenty years in twenty, not bad. Like that's not, not an awful all. situation. And like in that division too, I mean, you're at least gonna like mess around a little bit. Oh yeah, like potential like playing playoff. spoiler. Yeah, playing I can spoiler. very much yeah. see that happening too. Where like Pickett is three and zero or four and zero, and everybody's kind of like going off on Kenny Pickett, and then all of a sudden he co- goes to Baltimore. Yeah, and it goes. Oh, so he is human, and yeah. then they lose the last two. Yeah, exactly. So. Fair enough. All right, so that is the prediction for the Pittsburgh or the Pittsburgh Feelers, formerly of Ben Raplisberger and Company. Jesus. Um, so feel free to great puns, man. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate that. Right Those were two of my former fantasy football names. Um, yikes. So <laughs> yikes. <laughs> Uh, feel free to let us know how you guys think the Steelers will season will go minus uh, Big Ben this year and Mike Tomlin at the helm trying to keep that playoff streak. And we will move into the Cleveland Browns um, as they try to figure out their quarterback situation. The way that I looked at this is minus the quarterback because of whoever it is. I think I'll, and I'll, I'll put this caveat out there. Even if Deshaun starts week one, very unlikely. Yeah. He's not played football now in almost two years. Mm. So it's going to take some time. I don't think that matters as much as the fact that he will not be playing. Well, we talked, we'll, we'll do a different segment on that because sure. that'll eat up a ton of time. But um, I looked at that roster and said, if you just plugged a quarterback in, what is it going to look like, right? Roster-wise, they are still very solid. Um, so they open the season up against Carolina. Then they get the Jets. They do get Pittsburgh, Atlanta, and then they end with the Chargers. I got them going 4-1 and one in this stretch. Listen, that defense is a force to be reckoned with. Miles Garrett always comes out guns blazing in the first part of the season. Can they take down Carolina and Sam Darnold? Yes. Are the Jets going to be ready to go week two? No. Pittsburgh, probably still going to be trying to get its feet under itself, so they get a loss there. Atlanta, very beatable team because – they really don't have a quarterback, even though they have Marcus Mariota. And then the only guys that they run into at the front end of this schedule that are tough are the Chargers, which will road grade them, and everybody will go, oh, those are the Browns, 4-1. Mm. and one. I think it really depends on who's playing quarterback for the Browns. If it's Deshaun Watson, which I don't see happening, I'll agree with your 4-1. and one. If it's anybody else, I'm going to say... Two and three, maybe three and two. That might be because Baker sucks, Mike. We this is one of those is this things. A Baker Mayfield, like, mm-hmm. so you're on the. Baker's I think Baker's trash. Yo, hard disagree. Hard disagree. Mike like, wins uh, this all honestly, the time. yo, honestly, yeah, this is a dub. Like, I, yeah. I hard disagree on that. Baker is, Baker is the 16th best quarterback in the league. He's That's just fair. Average 22nd. Okay, so he's still a starter, which goes against he, things you've said. He's in a the past. he's a game manager. It like it, it, like. Baker Mayfield, Alex Smith, similar quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, and and Alex Smith was a playoff type of quarterback. Alex Smith was a way better athlete than Baker. Okay, no, settle down. No chance, dude. Are you serious? We'll pull up combine uh, stats after uh, this. Uh, was a cute. way better athlete. We'll do it right now if Fuck you want. Them. No, oh, we got to get we got to get through we got to get through this. Anyway, we got to get through right. this. I think it's three and two here. Um, okay, I think. Uh, I think the Chargers are for real this year. I think they're yeah. like one of the best teams yep. in the league. Mac, J.C. Jackson, yep. all of the additions. And also, like Justin Herbert, like this is the year. This dude. is the year, a dude. Um, I think the Browns get a scare in Week One and losing the Panthers. Ooh, I, I think that's gonna be a little like cute little upset because the Panthers did this last year too. They went three and zero to start the season and then suddenly like went left to center. So True. yeah, I think this is a this is a situation where start out the year with a little scare and then they go ahead take care of the next three. 
and then they go into San Diego. Are they in uh, L.A.? L.A. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Why, bring them back to San Diego. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think they uh, they take an L there uh, against the Chargers. So three and two. Perfect. All right, second chunk of the schedule here, opening up with New England. Then they got Baltimore, Cincinnati. They get their bye week nine. Then they go to Miami, Buffalo, and Tampa. Tough stretch. Um, very, very tough stretch. Uh, maybe I think they beat New England only because I think Nick Chubb keeps Mac Jones on the or, uh, keeps Mac Jones in that offense on the sideline. Sure. Um, running the ball. New England's defense is getting older. It's not as tooled up as it used to be. Wasn't that score two years ago like seven to three or something? Yeah, like that? it was Gross. real low. Um, so I got them winning there, and then I actually think that they'll beat Miami for the same reason that I think Pittsburgh beat Miami. A pass rush is Tua's worst nightmare. Give Tua a clean pocket, and he's the guy. He will show you what he's all about. Put some people around his feet. Put some pressure in his face. Not super faithful that he has the mobility or the arm strength to make it happen. Um, so they end this stretch at a 6-4 and four record. Mike? How does it feel wrong? To be just wrong about the quarterback position like nine times out of ten. I'm just curious. Um, yeah, so they lose to the Patriots, uh, lose to the Ravens, <laughs> lose to the Bengals, <laughs> Yo. lose to the Dolphins, um, lose to the Bills. Oh, shit. Sorry, Cleveland. You're saying 0-6 oh on I'm this saying oh. Wow. Ouch. Unless it's Deshaun Watson. But, yeah, dude, I mean, th- those teams are just, at the end of the day, you can be evenly matched, but if you wear a Cleveland Brown uniform, you're no longer evenly matched. No, Jesus. I think, we've seen it happen. We've seen yeah. it happen. They, they have all of the tools to be a playoff team, and yet they're not. Yeah, I suppose. I, I think I I think one in five is fair. Here. <laughs> oh, six, no. But like I think you you got to be the Dolphins. You're at home against the Dolphins. Like exactly. I think you got to get at least one in there. All right, um, coming I'll, off I'll yeah. coming yeah, off a bye. I agree with you on that one. Yeah. At home, I'll agree with you on that one. The rest of them, yeah, I, I don't. You're you're not too left to center there. I feel like yeah, you're looking at one in five here because the, the Pats, Ravens, Bengals in Cincinnati on Monday night, Halloween, no chance. Um. Yeah, and then Bills, Bucks. What? Like, yeah. I come on, man. What? I'm not gonna step on E. But how does it feel to be wrong about your schedule predictions 90 percent of the time? Now that he you just flip flopped on the Dolphins. Oh, one game. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Yeah, one in five. That Perfect. Well, that's 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 tough. That is tough. All right, last chunk of the schedule here. Uh, they get Houston, Cincinnati, Baltimore, uh, New Orleans, the Washington Commanders, and. The Pittsburgh Steelers. There we go. There we go. Um, I got them beating Houston. Easy game. Uh, I will, like I said, I think they'll split with Baltimore. They'll beat New Orleans. I'm not sold on Jameis Winston or any part of that offense. Really, Taysom Hill, dude. Come on. <laughs> There's no sh- people need to remember. Oh, the Saints got all these weapons. Sean Payton is not there. Also, no. let's keep that in True. mind. And uh, at this point in the season, Carson Wentz might have two sprained ankles, a bad elbow three herniated disc and has thrown 30 interceptions. Uh, so they will beat uh, the commanders. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> just no, come on. He's not Jameis Winston throwing 30 picks in a year. I will. I would actually, I think the closest quarterback to 30 for 30 this year will be Carson Wentz. Mm. I think being back in that division will revitalize him. Yeah. So mm. like, I, I, he threw a left-handed pick last year. I've watched plenty of bad Carson Wentz, but I've also watched plenty of good Carson Wentz. I think in that division, he revitalizes himself Yikes. a little bit. I go ahead with your prediction. Yeah, I was going to well, say we can yeah. keep it going here. Uh, 
I think they beat Houston. I don't think they take down the Bengals at all this year. I think the Bengals sweep them. I think they do split with the Ravens. Uh, I think they got the Saints on Christmas Eve. I think Washington's going to be a solid team this year. So I Ooh. think they lose to Washington. And then, uh, yeah, I think they, what did I say? to? I, I'm trying to match up with what I said with uh, the Steelers. I think that had them losing. Yeah, so I think they, they beat the Steelers. So, uh, so I had a yeah. 10 and 7. Yeah, I think I'm like Mike six and eleven. Yeah, there we go. Um, I'll take Cleveland against Houston, Cleveland against the Saints, Commanders, and Steelers. So that's four more wins that puts them at eight and nine. Okay. Which again, you're competing for the division at that point because yeah. like, this division is tough. That division devours itself. Yeah, it you is. Have, you have four teams now that could all. Other than the Steelers, really, but you could make an argument that you're a playoff team. And let's not forget that the front runner of that division truly is probably the Baltimore Ravens. But because of injuries last year and the Cincinnati Bengals coming on hot last year, at the very end of the year, it was week 14. And they I, know, in the playoffs, I know, I know, I know, I know. So let's not forget. I don't know if the Bengals are all of a sudden the de facto kings of the North. Now. I, think I don't they think are. so. Do you look at, well, we'll get to it because they invested yeah. into that offensive Uh-oh. line and you do all Uh-oh. that stuff, but. I just want to ring in and say I can't even fucking believe how ugly their color is. I've been trying to like work back here quick to fix it to have something to like contrast well. It is the <laughs> what, worst Cleveland? color. It's impossible. Yeah. You can't find anything that looks good with it. They are the shit stains of the NFL. So awful. I I watched this one video. There's this guy on TikTok. His name's Hooked on Helmets. Check him out. And he just does like different like history history. I've like, seen the, this. Yeah. yeah. And like they were talking about where they got the jersey colors from and it was from bowling green university like why do any of your decisions surrounded around bowling green ohio is my question yeah like that's just tough so yeah it's a tough color man by the way i also heard that you and i like the same my favorite youtube sports documentary channel is mm. baseball does not exist oh my god come it's on it's so fucking a man good. of taste i disagree with all your baseball takes but a man of taste hey, we found <laughs> common ground that's it love it we, we found compromise I'm, bro i'm a great compromiser yeah no i i really i keep telling these guys there's a pete rose one like watch this pete rose one it's so fucking good yo yeah. pete rose piece of shit but incredible baseball player agreed <laughs> separate oh separate agree again i think he's a great american <laughs> wait do you see his jockey card that I bought, I'll show you. Oh, my God. Can't wait. (laughs) All right. Well, let's kick on over to the Baltimore Ravens as we wrap this show up. Uh, Mike thinks they are the de facto kings of the division, and injuries kept them out of it last year. So I will let Mike start with his weeks one through five. All right. I'll get it there. Don't worry. Math. You disagree that they would have been the division leader had they not suffered all the injuries that they did. They were on, like, their third-string running back in week three. Yeah, and their eighth-string corner. There we go, Gabe. I'm, I'm at, oh, okay. Yep. So, shocking. I'm going to say that they beat the Jets. Um, no, really? I'm going to say that they beat the Dolphins. I'll take the Patriots over the Ravens in a tight battle. Okay. That's like Bill just outsmarting Lamar, maybe like late in the fourth with a coverage, and Lamar throws a pick when he shouldn't have type okay. thing. Yeah, I'll go three and two. Yep. I had them at three and two for different reasons. Losing I have to them. Buffalo. And Cincinnati. So I had them beating the Jets. Lamar loves playing against the Dolphins. Every time he plays them, he's a Miami kid. And he's a Miami kid. Coral Gables, I think. Yep. And then uh, I have him beating New England. Uh, Belichick has issues with mobile quarterbacks. We've seen it when he's played New England in the past and when he's played, when Bill had to play against Cam Newton. Just not really. Bill also learns. He does learn. 
Lamar is not somebody you can game plan for, though. He's somebody that you have to like just have the you have you have to have the players in place, right? Yeah. Um, but then I do have them losing to Buffalo early, and then I have them losing to uh, Cincinnati because they have to go play that game on the road. I think they go four and one here. I think they upset Buffalo. Whoa! I, I th- yeah, Whoa! I, like, I don't know. I think just uh, Lamar against that defense. I feel good. I feel good in that situation. But I, I think they, that's a that is a true. I think. Playoff game. Yes, early. The fact that that's 1 p.m. on a Sunday is is a crime, dude. Yeah, Yeah, that should, like, don't be surprised if that gets switched to primetime. But I think you go uh, 4-0 to start the season, and then uh, Sunday Night Football, what's that, in Cincinnati? That is Uh, in Cincinnati. Yeah, I think the Bengals at home this year are are damn near impossible to beat. So Same. Same. All right, so that would take us to games 6 through 12, where they get the Giants, the Browns. They go at Tampa, at New Orleans. They get their bye, and then they go against Carolina at home, and then at Jacksonville on the road. Very soft part of their schedule after you get through Tampa, pretty much. Um, I had them in the right part of the schedule here. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, I had them beating the Giants, or sorry, beating. Am I thrown off? Am I backwards here? Yeah, I might be. Let me do this. By hand, then. I, I think just they... do what I'm given, man. No, like, you're no, good. I'm, I'm just trying <laughs> I'm, my best. My notes on my sheet are not correct. That is what's throwing me off. Um, I think they beat. I think they beat Cleveland at home. They'll probably lose to Tampa. Tom will have that team ready to go. They'll take out uh, the Saints. They'll get their bye week. Obviously, take care of Carolina and then take care of Jacksonville uh, as well. Um, so that puts them at seven and four at that point in the season for me. I'm going to say beat Giants, uh, beat the Browns, lose to Tampa, and then come back and win Monday Night Football against the Saints, take it a week off, uh, uh, beat Carolina, and beat Jacksonville. So that's, what, one, two, three, four, five more wins. So I have them at roughly, like, eight wins already or nine wins. Okay. I think first three, they get dubs. First three? Yeah, first. Actually, make it first four. uh, I'm feeling spicy today. Um, I think they start the season, what is that, going to be eight and one at that point? Wow. Yeah, so I think they start eight and one. I think they slip up against Carolina. Trap I, game. I feel like I feel like Carolina is just the trap game kings. I feel like after that's just the bye week too. Yeah, after the bye week, I think they lose to Carolina and then I think they beat Jacksonville. Um yeah, I mean this is just a softball schedule at this point. I think the Giants <laughs> are one of the worst teams in the league this year. Yeah. So yeah, the, it's, the injuries paid off for Baltimore yeah, a little bit. Exactly. Oh yeah, cuz they get to play a very soft schedule. Oh, I will agree with you there. 100%. So what's that 9 and 2? I mean yeah. like again, right. it, it, Kind of crazy. Might be overperforming here because of like you know the schedule and everything. But nine and two is looking good. They're gonna need it for the last part of this schedule though. Yeah. Because then their games get real tough. So they get Pittsburgh at home. Then they have to go to Dallas. They go to the Jets. They have to play. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong part of my sheet. Yeah. So they got Denver. They got Pittsburgh. They got the Browns. They get Atlanta. They get Pittsburgh again, and then they end the season in Cincinnati. Um, I actually gave them a win against Denver here. Okay. I'm not sold on the Russell Wilson experiment in Denver. I'm just not for some reason. I think they'll take care of Pittsburgh. Like I said, they'll split with Cleveland. They'll take care of business with Atlanta. Um, and then that game against Cincinnati at the very end of the year, I think they take a loss. I actually, surprisingly enough, I have Cincinnati sweeping the division this year, <laughs> which will leave Baltimore oh. at 10. Have and you ever seven. heard of the term recency bias? No, listen, man. It's, it's <laughs> when we talked about this with the, we talked Woo! about this, we talked about this with the Packers, right? It's, there's a big difference in when you have to play teams because this team is going to, this division is going to eat itself and Cincinnati is going to be jockeying for a buy. I think 
no matter what their record is. That last game of the year, they're playing their starters in Baltimore's with the way they put, play football, probably going to be banged up. You don't know what Lamar's contract situation is going to – none of that. None of that is guaranteed. They'll take a loss to Cincinnati and the season 10-7. and seven. Damn. Uh, I think the crime is that the Denver game isn't played in primetime, to be honest. Uh, nobody, likes, nobody likes primetime, Ross. Um, Leave I'm going to say Denver actually beats Baltimore. Um, I'm going to say that they split with Pittsburgh. I'll say they beat Cleveland – Split with Cincinnati, so I got to give them a loss there too. So that's uh, one, two more wins only, or yeah. So that's, okay, that's eleven and six. That's ten and seven, eleven and six. Competing for a division. I think they lose if they're in Denver. They lose in Denver. Uh, so is white is white away. That's what. Okay. Each of these graphics are different for each team. Yeah, like, they are. Whoever, whoever's in the graphics department, get get with it. Like, work on it. That's um, no, that's them, not me. Uh, they're they're no, no, at no, home. No, they no, play no, Denver. I'm not at saying home. y'all. No, I was throwing shade at the at the team. At Baltimore. I know it's not. I know it's not Gabe. Gabe's chilling. They play He's in Baltimore. They yeah. play in Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I didn't. Know that <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna go. Uh, I think they beat Denver. Um, I think they split with the Steelers. Um, I think they sweep Cleveland on the season. Um, Atlanta. I mean, yikes, dude! Cakewalk. Just, yeah, cakewalk. And then I think Just they yikes, wrap the season dude. with yeah, they wrap the season with a win against Cincinnati. So that's what uh, three more. Yeah, three more. So that's a that's a twelve and five team. Yeah. That's yeah. So I think that's we that's all have them upper there. echelon pretty yeah, much. That's at least that's at least a wild card spot. So fair yeah. enough. All right, so let us know what you... How much would that suck going 12-5 and and getting a wild card spot? That's that division, though. Yeah. That is that that division. That's that extra game, too, man. And the AFC is stacked this year. Yeah, they are. So let us know what you guys think on the Baltimore Ravens, and we can end this this, uh, show with... The Cincinnati. See, this is so much Bengals. fucking easier. Like, like, why did everybody do this? Like, holy shit! Like, why you got to be? Because all, like, this is the only website that I could get on where they okay. had like a schedule <laughs> with logos and weeks and home versus away that looked decent. I had to create the rest of those graphics, piecing things together. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, it was just a nightmare. Oh my god. People, right. hey, social media and graphics departments for the NFL take a little bit more pride in the work that you do. All right. Yeah. I should not be able to put together a better graphic on Canva than you have up That's on your real, team fucking dude. website. Holy right? shit. Yeah, there yeah. we go. <laughs> oh look, Gabe's girlfriend decided to make an appearance. <laughs> Which All one? Right. Ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> First spot. Yeah, All right, so they they start the season uh, with Pittsburgh at home, then they go on the road at Dallas and against the Jets, and then they take on Miami at home, and then they get they go to Baltimore. I had them on this stretch at four and one. They're gonna have to go and get off to a hot start because there is a piece of this schedule that is very challenging for them. Even though I have them pretty much dominating their division this year, um, but that that Dallas that Dallas game early is going to be a measuring stick, and it's going to be a trap game. I think with Dallas being healthy, Micah Parsons, healthy Zeke Elliott, that's one where I know I mentioned that like Mac Jones was going to get stuck on the sidelines in one of these games. This is one where I think Joe Burrow gets stuck on the sidelines. Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott on the ground in that game, and they wind up with a loss, but four and one through the first five weeks. So I'm going to say uh, four and one as well. Um, and I do have Baltimore and Cincinnati splitting, but it's the untraditional split where yep. the road team wins. Mm. Um, so win against Pittsburgh, I have them falling to Dallas. Dallas at Dallas is tough. always tough. I don't care if the Cowboys win three games that year. <laughs> yeah, 
Three of them, all three of them will be at home, and they'll fight in the other five at home. It's yeah. the third largest stadium in the world. Right. Like it's like it's going to be loud, and, and it's going to be full. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take Dallas there. I'll take Cincinnati over New York, Cincinnati over Miami, and Cincinnati over Baltimore. I think nice. I think I flip flopped the, the splits with Baltimore. Uh, so I originally had Baltimore um, winning, or I had Cincinnati winning in Cincinnati in Week Five. Yeah. Split that obviously doesn't really change anything, but I think that um, I think they go four and one here as well. Um, actually, it's three and two. Let me correct myself because I think you get um, Dallas again. I think Dallas wins the NFC East, so I think Dallas gets a dub here uh, in week two and just again kind of like stunts momentum. I would say. I mean, uh, hopefully, I mean, I would hope you would bounce back against the Jets and the the Dolphins. I don't think that's going to be too much of a stress. For them, but yeah, I think they go three and two. And then you have Baltimore with their second loss, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, well, we whatever I did last one flip flop that. Yeah, we got there. Yeah, we we figured it out. We got there. Next part of the schedule, uh, they get New they go New Orleans, Atlanta, Cleveland, Carolina. They get their bye, and then they go Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Um, Off to a hot start here. Nine and two is where I've got them at the end of all of this. Um, Saints is a win. Falcons is a win. Browns win. Carolina win. Bye. And then they come out and play a division opponent coming out of a bye in Pittsburgh win. Like then they get Tennessee. That's their first like playoff team in that stretch with a shit ton of momentum. Like they have to go to Tennessee for that game. There's their loss in that stretch. And I think you'll see it. That's I'll say this. The Bengals start their playoff run in October with that Tennessee game. We'll talk about that's it in the no, next part of this. It's like late November. Just so you know. Yeah, it's it's they got a long they get they have the tough road to get back to the playoffs. So they're gonna need to be at like a nine and one mark to get to where they want to be, which is back in another Super Bowl. I surprisingly agree with you. And I hate it wow. when I have wow. I mean, New Orleans, Don't do that again. Atlanta, wow. <laughs> New Orleans, Atlanta, Cleveland, Carolina, and Pittsburgh. Cincinnati's just better. Yeah. They're just all around better than all of those teams. All of those teams have holes. A lot of those teams don't have quarterbacks. Yeah. That's huge, especially when you're playing against one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which is Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee does hand them the loss. That's nine wins through week 12. High five, Mike. I'm going to go a little bit spicier than y'all. I think they sweep. Ooh. I think they sweep here. Yeah, I think New Orleans, Atlanta. I think, again, the team that gives them problems, maybe they're just AFC North killers. I think the Panthers give them a little bit of problems, but they figure it out. And then, yeah, I think the only game, again, that's, like, really glaring to me as, like, a potential loss is Tennessee. But at the same time, I think Tennessee, they lost some power this offseason. You know, thanks for A.J. Brown. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I think that uh, they go 6-0 and in this stretch. So, again, got to 9-2 and somehow. But, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. The Tennessee loss, by the way, once again, is because Burrow just gets sidelined with that run game, in my opinion. Fair. Last part of the schedule, absolute fucking meat grinder. For the Holy Bengals. Fuck. Yeah. Um, so they go versus Kansas City, Cleveland at home. Then they got to go to Tampa, to New England. Then they get Buffalo, but it's at home. And then they get Baltimore at home. I pretty much have them going every other. Lost to Kansas City, they beat Cleveland. Lost to Tampa Bay, they beat New England. Lost to Buffalo, they beat Baltimore. And they they backpedal themselves to 12-5 and five and win the division. Like, they just hang on. That's who Joe Burrow is going to be. Like, he'll get you he'll get you enough to get you the division, get you back in the playoffs, and give you another chance. Because, by the way, Kansas City, the reason that 
They beat them in that game. It's a revenge game. They murked them the last two times they played them last year. Andy Reid's not going to let that happen tw- a third time. You're so disappointed right now. Because he has yeah, to agree with me because I'm smart. <laughs> and it's it's dead on. Lose to Kansas City, beat Cleveland, lose to Tampa Bra- Tampa 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 Brady. Tampa, the Tampa Gronk. Uh, the Tampa, Bo- Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay Gronkineers. Beat New England, lose to Buffalo, beat Baltimore. But that puts them at 12-5, and five, which is the same record as Baltimore. And they split. Yep. So tiebreaker, boys. I'm feeling spicy today. Oh, geez. Unbeaten I'm feeling, team? I'm no. Feeling, no, 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 not quite. Um, I think they beat Kansas City. Ooh. I think they beat Cleveland. Oh. I think Joe Shiesty's feeling it at this point. I think they beat Tampa. In Tampa. In oh Tampa. my gosh. I think Christmas Eve is going to be really sad for people in Boston. And then I also think starting off the new year. It's going to be an ultimate battle. This is a battle we're going to see for years and years, right? Yeah. You know, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. I think Joe edges them out on this one. I think we have Buffalo winning every – I think all of us have Buffalo winning every other matchup in the AFC North. Yeah. I think this is the one they don't handle. Okay. And then I think to end the season in Baltimore, I think they lose their Ravens. So that's a 14-3 and three team. That's wow. That's a 14-3 and three team. Wow. Which, like, I didn't even think I was going to go Clip there. it. Yeah, exactly. Hey – who knows? Who knows? I might be feeling too spicy. People might be in the comments right now like, this guy's out of his mind. Fair. You're probably right. I forgot to take my meds this morning. I'm We're calling out. into KDWB nine months from now and just playing that clip into my phone. <laughs> 14 and 3. 14 and 3. Oh, All right. my God. Well, that uh, that wraps the show, gentlemen. That's it. How do we feel about the AFC? The AFC is stacked. The AFC North is... A, is... All right. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the AFC North. Whoa. Oh, dude. Hey. Nick, the cards. Cards. Ah! Uh. <sighs> ah! Hey, you guys better get out of there. Yeah, we got, we got to go. All right. Uh, another episode of Glass House Sports. Have a good night. Uh. Have a good night. Bye. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. There's so much fire. Ah! ah! There's too many spicy, spicy takes. Why'd you have to do the spicy takes? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. What a time. Did you have fun? I had a great time. I hope uh, we were chilling. We were good. More than-